Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. I think writing a book will teach you something about your approach to procrastination. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I wrote a book over the last year or so, and... You think that you do things until you start to have to write a book <laughs> and then you will invent any excuse not to have to sit down and do the actual writing part. <laughs> Telling everyone you're writing a book is way more exciting and enjoyable <laughs> than actually writing a book. So did you know how procrastinatable you were before this experience or did you learn more about yourself? I thought I was on my game all the time. And but then? actually then you realise, oh, I'm, I'm out literally looking in the fridge for the seventh time. Well, you're not alone. Are you ignoring that pile of ironing in the corners, the back garden and bits... But you just can't get yourself in gear to sort it out. The solution to procrastination is here. And guess what, guys? It only takes a minute, girl. Well, actually, it takes three minutes. But it only <laughs> takes three minutes, couldn't, apparently. Couldn't find a song with three minutes <laughs> no. in it. Like that didn't have it. only takes three minutes, girl. Uh, it's but about yeah. boiling an egg. <laughs> Jennifer Wilde is the author of Be Extraordinary, Seven Key Skills to Transform Your Life from Ordinary to Extraordinary. And she's on the line now. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning. Uh, we should call you Dr. Jennifer Wilde. University of Oxford uh, is where you're working and you are the author of that book. So, yeah, so you think you can solve procrastination in three minutes? I think you can definitely make a good start with three minutes. And the, the whole reason um, the three minutes works is because it's a manageable length of time. So telling yourself I'm writing a whole book is completely overwhelming, isn't it? But being able to say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write for three minutes. I might write a sentence. I might write three words, but I'm just going to give it my full attention for three minutes. And then I'll decide whether to carry on or to take a break. And what this does is it gives you permission to start and it makes it manageable, breaks it down. And then most people find that once they start for three minutes, they can keep going for another few minutes and then another few minutes. Ah, uh, so yeah. That was my even, next question was what, what, yeah, why exactly. the magic three minutes? Does that begin some kind of process in your brain where you go, well, now I'm, now I'm doing it. I might as well continue. Well, I, I think what happens is it's it's really about getting over the start line, isn't it? Because we know that avoidance and procrastination increases stress and anxiety. And, and then it makes it hard to start a task. So it makes it hard to start writing or doing the ironing or washing the dishes or whatever. But if you can say to yourself, I only need to do it for three minutes, then I'm going to take a break. What happens is you start and that in starting the task, you discover, actually, this isn't as difficult as I thought. So I'm going to carry on. Or you take a break, but most people do carry on. Mm, maybe we're just too lazy to stop once we started. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's procrastinating about stopping. That's actually keeping us uh, working. So we're, essentially we're trying to eliminate overwhelm of, of look, you know, that we get when we look at a project as a whole rather than in bits. Yeah, so um, yeah... Another tool is obviously to break the step down into small steps. So something like writing a book, um, it's much better to say I'm going to write an outline for my chapter as opposed to the first full chapter. And then you can break it into a small step. And just taking a small step motivates next steps. And it's it's like a, the, the brain releases um, dopamine when you complete a task, however small. So you're getting this reward and this chemical pat on the back, which can motivate next steps. But it's often the starting that is so challenging for people. Right. Once they're in the flow, 
it's just a lot easier to continue. Um, would this work, you know, if it was like painting a fence or, you know, even as you mentioned, tackling the ironing, if you just kind of set yourself to think, well, I'm going to go over there, I'm going to get the paint out of the shed, I'm going to put the first stroke onto the fence and then I'm going to come in and have a cup of tea. But you've now broken that initial step. Does that really work? Yeah, it really works. It really, because it's the starting that is so challenging. And so once people can start, and as long as they can do the task, whatever it is, painting, writing, with their full attention for that three minutes, they can become absorbed in the task and that helps them to carry on. And so the research shows that, you know, we're most satisfied when we're absorbed in the task at hand. And that task isn't so, um, uh, arduous that it's overwhelming mm. but it's challenging enough to be a bit stimulating but the research shows that when we tackle things with our full attention it makes them easier um, than if our mind is wandering and daydreaming and thinking about other things or thinking about the fridge for example or what's in the fridge or what you might want to eat mm. in your book you talk about obviously ex- tapping into those extraordinary thinking skills and those key skills to being extraordinary. You talk about not overthinking. That's a massive one for people. You know, sometimes we can become paralyzed and maybe our procrastination is coming from just overthinking it, perfectionism creeping in, and then we get paralyzed, as I said, from actually starting the project. How do we stop ourselves from overthinking? That is such a key question. You know, we all do it. We all chew over the past or we worry about the future. And the problem with overthinking is that immediately makes us feel worse and it makes us poor problem solvers. So the best way to get over dwelling or worrying or overthinking is to recognize your triggers to overthinking. So when are, when during the day are you most vulnerable to overthink? So a lot of people are most vulnerable late at night, for example, um, or are there certain emotions that might trigger overthinking? So feeling sad, for example, might trigger overthinking. And then dwelling is going to keep those sad feelings in place. So the best way to get out of it is to exercise. So um, when we exercise, it's really hard to be in our head uh, overthinking a problem because we have to be absorbed in the task at hand. So anything that's going to get you out of your head, that's one of the key things I recommend when I do my talks or when I talk about this book is one of the key tools to being extraordinary is actually getting out of your head and into the world. Um, and different tools will work for different people, but certainly spotting triggers to dwelling can help you do something differently when you come across one of your vulnerability factors for dwelling. Hmm. And will the three-minute uh, procrastination uh, tool work on phobias? Yep. So the three-minute um, tool, you know, it is it is about starting something. So if somebody say. Maybe they're anxious about going to a party if they can say to themselves, well, you know, I don't have to stay for four hours and talk to all these people I don't know. I could just um, go for a few minutes. And if it's just, you know, not um, something that I'm enjoying at all, I can give myself permission to leave after three minutes. Mm. Um, And then what we would encourage is that that person goes to the party for at least three minutes, but also does something differently there. And instead of focusing on how they might be feeling or how uncomfortable they might be feeling to really focus their attention outside of their head um, on the conversations with people, how people are responding to them, looking for signs that people are kind and friendly, that makes them feel more comfortable in this situation. 
And then they're likely to stay longer and discover that their worst fears don't happen. Excellent. We've all been to parties that we wish we could leave after three minutes. <laughs> I have this idea of this vision of someone walking in the front door going, hello, 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 and walking straight out the back door. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're like, I stayed for three it's minutes. A step. It's a big house. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Wilde from University of Oxford, the author of Be Extraordinary, Seven Key Skills to Transform Your Life from Ordinary to Extraordinary. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank See you. you later. Bye-bye. So what have you been procrastinating about? Are you looking out of that job in the garden? Is there a pile of something in the house that needs tending to? Um, have you a goldfish that's just floating on its back at the moment because you were procrastinating <laughs> no, about feeding it? You can let us know. 87 We've got classic bad jokes coming your way and somebody mm. has texted us, texted us in a great uh, procrastination bad joke, which is this. Ten top tips to help you stop procrastinating. One. I'll do it later. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.